I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today is Anoush Kumar Sen, CTO of Culebre. We are talking about building the right foundations for AI, for artificial intelligence. I want to start right at the very beginning, if I may, Anoush. Artificial yeah. intelligence is coming. Would you agree that no organization can afford to ignore this fact? Like electricity transformed almost everything hundreds of years ago. The same thing is going to be with uh, AI, and AI is going to touch every industry. And what impact, what we are saying, it's a very minimum impact, and many things is going to be changed in the next several years. As you can imagine, like before three, four years, the data and data and artificial intelligence was just a part of business, and only few teams are going to handle that. Those teams which are already working in data side or they are handling data platform, only those teams are working with AI. But nowadays, it is becoming buzzword. Everybody in organization, from sales team to marketing team, even C-level executives are talking about AI. And they are pushing for the teams to get AI enabled in their organization. Why? Because they understand the importance. Every business unit within the organization, they, they know how they can get the benefit, how they can reduce their efforts. So that's why they are using AI. There are various use cases I can see, not only prediction, but there are visual use cases. When the people see those use cases, they are becoming very fascinating about the AI. And I would say, for example, digital KYC in banking financial sector, who would have imagined you can get verified your document without, you know, without sending physical documents. Nowadays, you can just scan the document and send it and you, your KYC is done. Similarly, in medical sector, if you just scan your eye retina and then you will get the prediction about diabetes. Similar thing in logistic and uh, customer support. There are many sectors where we can have, we can see the AI, what it is doing. So I believe no organization will dare to say no for it. It might take time to reach maturity, but I think all organizations are adapting it. Well, let's talk a little bit about how this works. The one thing that goes together with artificial intelligence, with AI, is machine learning. So we have the AI and ML together. Is this an issue of data management and data quality? What do you need to ensure as an organization to get these things right? So both data governance and data quality, both are equally important. And I would say data quality is a subset of data governance. Data governance and data quality, including uh, combinedly, they can become uh, part of a data management you know, processes. So first of all, uh, let me tell you what is data governance. So data governance is basically best practices or the guideline which makes sure you are getting high quality data with security, accessibility, and compliance enabled it. And uh, when you are talking about current scenario, so amount, uh, the amount of data every organization is, uh, you know, they are generating, collecting in data lake. So it is very important to have a very good governance on top of it. Otherwise, your data lake will become data science. Data quality is also a aspect, a very important aspect about uh, how you are implementing your uh, data platform. Poor quality of data can uh, impact your data model, machine learning model, and everything. So it doesn't matter if you are having huge number of data, but it is if it is not having any quality, then it is of no use. 
So using poor quality of data to train your machine learning system, like preparing, to, uh, it's like preparing uh, for an exam. Uh, for example, you are preparing for a mathematical exam uh, and you have studied, say, physics. So you will definitely, you have earned some, you have get some knowledge, but it will not uh, give you any value. So this is how uh, data quality matters. So for example, data quality, we can assure with the various factors. So we can have SLA expectation frameworks where we can define what, what type of uh, data quality I'm expecting. If that data quality is not available, then we can reject that data set and it won't go to the uh, data scientist team or data science team. So they will ha not have that data and they, uh, they don't invest their time or effort on modeling the bad data. So this is how data quality impacts. How do we go about building the right foundation for the implementation of AI solutions? I'm, I'm a firm, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, this sounds interesting. Where do I start? I think for everything is start with organizational need. So first of all, we need to understand what is the organization need. For example, we need to sit with management team or business people who are having some problem and they want to address it. It's not like just, it's a fancy thing now, nowadays, like we should have AI solution and we should implement. It is not like that. We should understand the need and then we need to go for implementation. Coming to the implementation part, there are various solution available. First thing you need to have one very good data platform. And when I'm saying very good, it should be robust. It should be scalable. Everybody can use cloud technology. Uh, now cloud technology provider they are setting up the data center in the specific country and trying to mitigate that uh, security reasons there are regulatory issues aren't yeah, there about reasons. where data resides yes yes so they are addressing it with providing the data data center on the same country now after that once you have chosen a good cloud partner then you need to choose which data platform you need to use for example, data warehouse, or you can go for lake house, you can go for data lake. So data warehouse is like a small data analytics system where you have some limited type of data. You can model the data and you can get the analysis on top of that. If you are talking about something, some bigger organization, then they can have data lake where they can just dump the data and they can use that. Data lake house is the latest, I would say, data platform, with, which is including all the capability of data warehouse as well as data lake. Depending on their need, they need to choose one data platform. So this is the very uh, second step. Coming to the third step, which would be uh, fault-tolerant data pipelines, which is initial point of bringing data into your system, in this case, data platform. So data pipelines are continuously running pipes where you are pushing data from various multiple system into your data lake or data warehouse. So these pipelines should be very fault tolerant. They should be you know, self-healing so that you will have data continuously pumping in. You will have low latency business result. Fourth part is once you have all this set up, then you also need some data governance and data contracts to make these things always work. Apart from that, uh, as we discussed data quality, which is an important, important aspect, we should incorporate data quality related uh, constraint at very early stage so that we, we don't feed bad data inside our data product. For example, we can use expect, validate and reject scenario where 
we define the rule as our expectation and then once when while we are in, ingesting data inside our data lake then we have to validate it once we validate we can reject it or accept it and it will make sure you are getting correct quality of data and which will reflect your data models and ai models apart from that another thing which i would say it's automation so there are uh, everything uh, which we have talked about since starting from uh, data platform to data quality everything will require some sort of automation and there are various tools for example devops mlops these are the tools which provide you or which enable you to do things correctly apart from that ai talent enablement is also one thing which you need to have it because uh, right now there is very there are lack of talent in terms of ml and ai part every company want uh, these talent and there is a scarcity so you need to have a strategy you can have a strategic partner for it and you can have an internal team training to enable these type of skills there is one issue that has come up with the use of artificial intelligence that's been mentioned to me on several occasions over the last few years bias mm-hmm. how do we make sure that the ai solution we're using does not have an inbuilt bias does not skew yes. against one cohort or another there are two type of bias in uh, artificial intelligence one is called algorithmic bias which is also called as data bias and another called it's societal bias data bias is for example you are training your data and the data itself is having some bias too for example i would quote here one ex- uh, one uh, app which is called portrait ai art generator that was the app which is built in europe and it has trained using europe data so when you put any picture of any african people it will not giving proper result so for example if if i put barack obama picture then it will not give proper result when they investigated about it and they found because the data on which it has trained it was biased let's discuss about societal societal bias also so societal bias is a you can say it's a occur when ai behaves in a way that reflects societal intolerance or institutional discrimination in first glance you will say your algorithm is perfect you have used correct data but still your result is not as expected and this is called societal bias to identify such type of bias using blind experiment coca cola and pepsi they did some experiment they given the people without label coke bottle and uh, they ask people which one is better at that particular instance people are not seeing the label and then they can give the exact result so similar technique we can use in machine learning also so we need to train for example two model where we can where you can disable one label which you are thinking it is a biased label it could it could be gender also it could be region also it could be ethnicity also so you can disable such type of features while doing machine learning and then you can predict value and once you will see the result you can compare whether it is uh, whether uh, whether the whether my old algorithm is giving same result as as per the new new algorithm if both al- both algorithm are giving the new result then you can say my data model or my my ai model is not societal bias but if it is that there is a difference and they are considering those parameters then you have to rework on your 
algorithm there is another aspect you can include diverse you know ml team so that they can have a tendency to ask different type of question diverse question and then it will reflect on your model the bottom line of all this is there has to be value for money for me as a business or for me as a customer of a business that's implementing ai what do we yes. need to do to make sure we get maximum value out of the implementation of artificial intelligence i would categorize into four analytical analytical category for example first one is descriptive analytics where you can answer the question what happened what what has happened on or what is what is happening so this will require minimum resources whatever you have in your system you can take the data and visualize as a dashboard or as a report and this will give you instant value and it will not cost you much second thing is diagnostic analysis diagnostic analysis is required more than one or two sources so it depends where you have some sort of existing data platform it could be data warehouse or a small data lake where you have multiple system connected to it at least more than two three system and then you can correlate those system and then you can answer why this happened and data mining is a good example for diagnostic analysis third is predictive analysis predictive analysis is more mature where you have like sort of data lake or a lake house kind of setup where you are getting you are able to get data from various sources and then also you are having historical data once you have these all data in one place then you can train your model then you can use machine learning and you can simulate some system and then you can get the value about prediction what you can expect for example if a black friday sale is coming then with the historical data comparison i can match i can predict what would be the sales for this year so these kind of thing comes under the predictive analysis and they will require some level of maturity in your data or in your data platform in your organization and the last uh, i would say at advanced level of analytics is called prescriptive analytics where every company is trying to go there and of course there are some companies already there and it will require high level of data maturity or a platform level maturity where you should have data where you should have platform to process that data and expertise to use that data and that will give you answer what should we do next and recommendation system the good example for that coming on to the customer side customer can get new values from the ai for example they can get personalized experience personalized offering of course organization whatever organization is doing they are doing for customers so eventually customer is going to benefit from the ai values Thank you very much Anuj Kumar Sen CTO of Culebre